one of the things that I like to say is that startups are always a risk. Mm -hmm. uh, startups always require a lot of investment in time, in money usually, in work. So if you're not willing to take that risk, you're probably not fit to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And let's accept that before we just eat ourselves into the wall. And then what you need to do is have a team, have the people in place, have the right people around you to lower that risk as much as possible. That risk will always exist, but if we manage ourselves to lower it enough, then it's worthwhile. And welcome back to another exciting week on Talking With Experts. I'm really excited about our guest today because he started his career in Argentina and then moved to France to pursue a career in professional rugby. And now he is situated in Salar, France, close friends with Dom Einhorn, the owner, and he works closely with him and his team at Unicorn Incubator and has recently released and launched his own startup called Challenger X, which you can find out more about at cxsports.io. But today we're going to be talking about the journey of an entrepreneur and what it really takes to succeed on the field and off the field. So without further ado, Lucas Canada, welcome to Talking With Experts podcast. Thank you, Chris, for the opportunity to be here. And then it's totally pleasure to be speaking with you and your audience, first and foremost. Then a little bit more about myself. So I'm a professional rugby player. Uh, I'm from Argentina, but currently living in France for the past uh, six years. It was because I had that dream of becoming a professional athlete and back home there were no professional clubs. So I knew that I had to go somewhere else to, to fulfill my dream and the opportunity came in France and then that point in time I didn't hesitate, I just came here. <laughs> then I'm, I've always been an entrepreneur myself uh, since I was a little kid and uh, of course I wanted to become a professional rugby player but that that one point in time, there was, I would say, not enough. So I was always looking to do something else. So while I was playing, I also studied a management career online. Uh, and after that, once I finished, uh, I wanted to do something more. I wanted to you know, keep going. And uh, I found a very good balance, uh, let's say, uh, at Unicorn Incubator, uh, where I can continue to be a professional rugby player, but I am also one of the directors of, of this amazing uh, startup incubator accelerator. So that's a little bit of a summary of my of my journey to, to till today. Awesome. Uh, I I so you're from Argentina and, and it's amazing that you've been able to find a position um, on the rugby team, but also working with the incubator. For anybody else that hasn't heard of Unicorn, I know it's it's big in Salar. France and also in France. Can you explain more about Unicorn and what its main objectives are? Of course. And so uh, we come from the digital marketing space. Our founder, Dom, uh, he's been doing that since uh, probably since I was born. So back in 93, I think when internet began, it was not even called internet. So uh, he began uh, working on digital marketing. And ever since that's what he's been doing the most. 
And that's what one of the, our big pillars at Unicorn. So we do um, articles, indications, uh, SEO, ASO, uh, investors, relationships, uh, customer acquisition. Uh, so that when it comes to accelerating one of our business, uh, a startup that's really looking to step up and go to the next level, that's where we step in. And then also there's this um, ambition uh, that we ourselves, we installed ourselves in a very small town, which is Salah, as you mm -hmm. said, which is only 10,000 people living here, probably. So it's a very small town, right? Yeah. We're doing business anyways. So the idea is to show people that you can do business anywhere in the world. You don't need to be in London or in New York to, to be a successful business. And in fact, uh, the costs and the life that you can have in here are way better. That's what mm. we uh, showed people that it's possible, it's feasible, and that's what we've developed. And our team in here today, it's more than 65 people. So uh, we have a complete support team to help businesses install themselves mm -hmm. so, and to accompany them, support them, and help them develop themselves uh, and reach their objectives. Yeah, uh, and I and I love it uh, from the from the little bit of research I did it. It it not only gave me hope um, if if I want to start building my own uh, company uh, in the future, uh, but it's regenerating the area. I'm, I wonder what the employ unemployment rate is in Salah, France, and you're giving people the opportunity to start and build business as well as having international clients so uh, i i love what you're doing and uh, hopefully i can come over and uh, join the super cup one time <laughs> thank you chris i mean it would be a pleasure to have you here and it's if you want to hear a funny story because now that you mention it uh, to create jobs right uh, we actually i would say two months ago we bought the old unemployment building here in Salah, yeah. and that's where our office is today. So we've got 65 people from 27 different nationalities working here at the X uh, unemployment office. Mm -hmm. so yeah. It's just a funny story that ends up being pretty cool, right? So what we're bringing, and it's not just people that work here, but they spend here, they live here, they rent here, they bring their families, their kids, they go to school, mm. uh, you go to the restaurant, you buy your clothes and everything happens here, right? And that's, it just makes CT grow. And um, also a very good connection for us is that uh, Salah, it's the seventh most visited town in France with more than 2 million tourists a year. And that's why that global uh, model where we can, work with people in the US, in Canada, in the UK, everywhere in the world. And uh, that's what we uh, we want to do and we are doing today. Mm. And, and I, I love everything uh, you're doing there. So uh, keep it up, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So, so tell, I know I want to talk to you about startups, but uh, I also want to quickly touch on your professional background. What, what are some things that have helped you as a rugby player in uh, your, you know, office career. I love it because I think the connection between sport, in this case, rugby for me, uh, and business is huge, right? There's lots of things that you can use uh, in one and the other that come in very handy. 
And that's one of the reasons that we actually built uh, our rugby team because our rugby team is part of the Unicorn Incubator. Uh, it's one of our clients, one of our startups, let's say. Mm -hmm. And um, we gave the opportunity to around 20 new players that arrived this year to be a part of both things at the same time, just like me. So they, they work with us both on and off the pitch. That gives you a power uh, mm -hmm. to, to be, really feel you're a part of something that's very big. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the values that you've, I've been taught since I was a little kid in rugby, like uh, being resilient, um, work ethic, uh, mm -hmm. having a, a, what I like to call a winning mentality, um, which you usually talk about that because it's that, that that fire that drives you into the good direction, right? You mm -hmm. set up your objectives, that winning mentality that allows you to just, I can't lose. I don't want to lose. I hate losing. So mm. I force myself to win, in this case, succeed. Because when it comes to sports, uh, there's always one team that wins, the other that loses, or at least almost always. The yeah. beauty about business is that we can all be successful at the same time. Uh, we don't need to step against each other's uh, head mm. to, 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 to succeed. It just depends what is being successful for each of us. And that's why that, that I, I think it's more like a competitive mentality, that winning mentality that can push you and pull you uh, to, to get that extra mile, to, to push a little further, to do an extra 1% every day mm. uh, and set those objectives. I, I don't want to say in fire, but uh, kind of just, I mean, I need to get there. Um, mm. I'll do everything I can, everything that's on my reach to get there. Uh, and that usually gets better results that if you just, oh no, maybe, you know, you relax and you do, yeah, you do a little effort, but that usually mm -hmm. doesn't work, especially with startups. In, I don't know any startup funder that's working five hours a day. They're all working <laughs> 10, 12, 15, 16. Uh, sometimes that's what it takes. And if you're not willing to do it yourself as a startup funder, then nobody's going to do it for you. And I guess if you're not, if you don't have that attitude, then other people might not uh, invest in you. If you're, if you're oh. only half-hearted, then oh. no investors are going to look at you. I mean, that, that, what you just said makes all the sense in the world for me because we, at Unicorn, we usually invest not only in not, not, not just money, but time and also resources. We, we have 65 people that whenever we deploy them into a specific campaign or, or a client, there's a lot of work to be done. And uh, we hate wasting time. Uh, I, I would hate to waste your time or mine. So nine times out of 10, we just say no to, to our clients or to our potential clients, let's say, because there's a not, not a good match or we don't think we'll, we'll fit together. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we really look for is to have a team on the other side or a guy in this case, a founder in this case, that really has what it takes. He's really passionate about what he does. 
is willing to do what it takes, as we say, roll up your sleeves and get to work. Okay, if he's not going to do it, I'm not going to do it for him. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm going to help him, going to do as much as I can to make him grow. But at the end of the day, he's not doing anything. Nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah, you're exactly. You're, you're just a tool to help them get to the next stage in their business or uh, develop, but they've got to be there from the start. They, they've got to have the vision and you're just there to support them. So, Of course. And don't get me wrong. We do do a lot of things for them. It's just that we need that relationship to be you know, working on both sides. I mean, we're not going to invest ourselves and all our team into something if we don't have the same on the other side. Mm-hmm. So be smart. So in terms of, because you just mentioned there, lots of resources, uh, what, except for your team, what other resources can you provide uh, startups that wish to join Un- Unicorn? Well, we, we do have a big, uh, let's say, uh, variety of things that we do, but we do have a, a big marketing team in-house, photography team, video team, um, have a legal uh, counselor that in fact he's here at our office right now um, fixing some of our startups Um, we have our investors relationships um, team Uh, we have our own group of investors uh, people that we work for uh, and with for the past 10-15 years maybe with some of them Um, and we do a lot of campaigns, consumer acquisition campaigns, investor relationship campaigns. We manage uh, a couple of assets mm-hmm. um, that we control. That we we've been one of them is as old as 1999, for instance. And uh, those those assets have a lot of power in terms of marketing, in terms of SEO, ASO, uh, investors relationships. We've run campaigns for very big clients, very, you know, uh, companies that are uh, in the US, in Canada, in the UK, some public companies, if not many. Um, So yeah, there's a whole team. There's a a big part of what we do uh, today, for instance, for a rugby club focused on um, social media, uh, of course, makes makes sense today. Uh, If I'm not wrong with the numbers, but uh, we started with 1,500 followers on our rugby club, mm-hmm. say, 10 months ago. And today we are over 140K. So those kind of things we yeah. know how to do and we develop and we, we can do what it takes. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and those are, those are huge numbers. Uh, but considering you've got all those resources, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that you haven't got, got more. <laughs> well, you, you, you've got everybody in Salah, let's say that. Well, but Salah is a small town, so you need to go a lot further, further yeah, away. You, do. you definitely. Um, so, going back to startups, then, what okay. are some of the main things that you most startups overlook in the process of? Um, uh, let's just go from there. Maybe there's maybe there's something. Right there. Yeah. What what do people overlook? More than that, I would tell you a couple of things that we always look when we are uh, considering a startup. That because we receive 
on average, I would say 30 different pitches a day of, of, of different startups want to be part of Unicorn. Most of them, to be honest, we, we don't even look at because they, they don't have a real hook. So you need to be able to grab the attention. Uh, you don't have much time. You probably have three to five seconds if you're talking to someone. You have one line if you're writing someone something to someone. So profit from that and get a good hook. Uh, know what you're pitching and know how to grab the attention, create those links, because that's what we need. Yeah. And then a couple of the things that we work with and uh, that we always ask for uh, for our clients is, for instance, we, we take the, um, the startup word, the American way. So for us, a startup is a proof of concept, couple clients, and proof of investment. Even if that investment comes from your grandmother, I mean, that's fine too. We don't need a seed round. We need just a proof of that you have convinced someone that what you're doing it's actually uh, worth uh, worth worth talking about, worth yeah. worthwhile, right? Because if you, for instance, if you don't convince your family, how are you going to convince an incubator, an accelerator? There's yes. no way. And whenever we present you to one of our investors, if you were not able to convince your grandmother, or oh, I'm so sorry, but there's no way you convince an investor. Yes. Uh, so those three things, at least when it comes to us, I know other, other incubators around the world that they don't have the same model. But if you're speaking to us, you need to have those three, those, those proof, those three uh, pretty clear. Yeah. Then, uh, go ahead. No, 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 you, you, you've got a chain of thought there. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> No, 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 it's fine. Uh, and then some of the things that we always ask ourselves before taking on a client is what is it that we are going to do? What is it that we are going to bring to, bring, to add value to the startup? And how quickly are we going to be able to generate traction? That's a key question because, again, if we come back to wasting each other's time, it's not what we do. So if we don't really see a connection or just thank you, but no, thanks. Right. I mean, and I consider that honesty a must whenever we are dealing with the clients. There's no reason why we should lie to each other if we're going to invest together into such a wonderful project, into such a challenging uh, adventure. Because I mean, that, that, always have that in mind um you are the, your question began with some what do some people forget when they speak about startups well one of the things that i like to say is that startups are always a risk mm -hmm. uh, startups always require a lot of investment in time in money usually in work so if you're not willing to take that risk, you're probably not fit to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And let's accept that before we just eat ourselves into the wall. And then what you need to do is have a team, have the people in place, have the right people around you to lower that risk as much as possible. That risk will always exist. 
But if we manage ourselves to lower it enough, then it's worthwhile. Yeah. And uh, so once you get through to the stage where a unicorn have said yes, and they've accepted you as a startup, what are the first things that you start to work on together? Well, there's two different possibilities, let's say. So one of them is you come with us, you install yourself in Salah. So we can actually work with you in a much closer relationship, which at the end of the day, that's our objective because it's much easier to, I don't like the world control, but to help each other better. And then the other is we work at a distance. Uh, we can certainly do that. We are doing that with different clients. Uh, so that's the first thing to decide. And the other thing to know is that we don't do like other people do. We don't have uh, models. We treat each of our clients in a customized, personalized way. So we don't have a formula mm -hmm. into what we're doing. We certainly are going to be uh, providing exposure providing rankings to, to who we are working with because that organic traffic that we will provide, it's key to success to whatever business and to whatever stage they're in. But then the, I would say the offer or what we are going to be doing together, it varies a lot. It changes case by case because mm -hmm. uh, we, the way we, we take in clients, so we have at least one or two different chats with them to really identify what their objectives are and what do they need? Uh, what are they lacking? What are their strengths? Because we also, if they are very powerful at doing something, we are not going to do that for them because they do it well already. So we identify that and we say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how, what we propose uh, for the next six months to get this and this objectives. Yeah. So smart. that's the way Very we smart. work. We don't have a real step-by-step -step, um, framework. Model. Yeah, mm -hmm. not really. Yeah, that's well, that, I'm sure that's just like most. Do you think that is the right way to approach any client? You tailor, tailor the service to their needs. I mean, uh, of course, I think that's the way, the best way to do it because if not, we wouldn't be doing it that way, right? But uh, <laughs> Apart from that, I think that every startup is very, very different. And it would be a mistake to treat them uh, as the same, right? So mm -hmm. you, be, you need to customize your, your offers and what you're doing because they all need different things. They are all at different stages. And at the end of the day, you're not able to adapt to what they're really looking at. Uh, it's probably not going to be as efficient or maybe not even work at all. Mm -hmm. And it, and then you couldn't really call yourself a, a startup incubator. <laughs> true. <laughs> if, you, if you couldn't help them. That's true. That's so, true. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you can, you're doing exactly that. Um, so, for, so I want to know, I know we've kind of touched on uh, startups a little bit. Uh, for somebody that wants to, that is in the growth stage, but doesn't, want to you know join unicorn and wants to go out on their own but is working as part of a team what advice would you give them what what do you think they should do to expand their network or broaden their audience 
there's no magic formula to be honest one of the things that works the most is working usually uh i mean nothing gets done if you don't get your hands dirty a little bit and you put yourself to work one of the things we love to say is that it's not about how i'm going to solve a problem it's about who who is the appropriate person to fix this for me or to take this task or to fulfill this objective if we manage ourselves to put around the right who's then we will probably uh, have a much higher chance of success yeah so so are you saying um, at the beginning, you should look to build relationships with uh, people and and get referrals that way. I think, Chris, to be honest, the most yeah. important thing, especially at the beginning, is to work. Yep. Put yourself to work. I mean, there's no other way. And um, be really... Um, be real with yourself. So if what you're doing is not really a passion for you, you don't really love what you're doing, mm -hmm. then it's not going to be good for the long term. Um, you're probably not going to invest yourself enough because you just don't like it that much. Mm -hmm. And that usually is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, so so uh, start with passion. Find what you're passionate about, and build a business from there. And yeah. and join Unicorn, <laughs> or I mean, or pray to be a part of Unicorn. That's the right who, right? <laughs> yeah, that that for some it would be the right who. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so before I finish up today, and thank you for your time again, Lucas. I forgot to ask you about your startup Challenger X. Can you tell me a little bit about that? and what your plan is for the next few months. Sure, Chris. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Um, so Challenger X is our sports tech company. We, we are in a pretty state right now. So we are growing and expecting uh, at least 50 to, to 100 teams to join us in the next couple of months. So it's getting traction. Um, we are planning an IPO and an Aquis exchange in London uh, listing by probably by the end of the year. Um, so Challenger X, the idea behind it is our own rugby club that we took over, so Salah Rugby. And the idea is to take those the little, small, amateur, semi-professional clubs to the whole, def the whole next level, right? So that's exactly what we are trying to do. And we've created our proof of concept on our own club because that's how we work and um, the idea is that whenever you look at an amateur club you don't see the difference with a professional club so in terms of image in terms of branding in terms of uh, website social media which by the way we've proven to take from 1500 followers to our one more than 140k um, and in terms of exposure because one of the biggest problems that uh, clubs have is the way they monetize. Mm -hmm. So the, most of them, they, they have this, I would say, weird old school idea that they go to the sponsors, they ask for money, and they do nothing for them. 
that can't run, can't be good, right? Uh, as far as I know, you need to be doing a lot for them because they are supporting the club and they are probably paying the bills. So the way uh, we managed to, to create a difference is we signed at least 60 different contracts with TV stations, streaming uh, apps and OTTs all over the world. Uh, we created our own uh, our own channel too, which is called salarugby.tv. And um, for instance, we had our friendly game, our exhibition game uh, two weeks ago, and we had 80,000 people watching the game. Uh, and again, if you bring those eyeballs to your sponsors, that, what, what's they are looking for? They look for exposure. They look to be seen. And uh, that's what you bring to, to the table. And we, through that, we built our platform that allows us to take that to all of the teams, uh, no matter what sport they are playing, no matter what country they are in. One thing, again, another thing that I forgot to ask is, or give you the chance to do, is tell people how they can get in contact with you, how to reach out to you, etc. So the floor is yours to tell sure. people. I think the best way uh, is through LinkedIn. So just Lucas Caneda on LinkedIn. Uh, that's pretty straightforward. And from there, we can always uh, go forward. Awesome. Thank you again. And if, if you can't find him uh, he'll be in the show notes down below <laughs> thank you chris thank you again lucas it was a pleasure and i look forward to connecting with you again that's just all mine speak to you soon hey guys so thank you so much for listening to this episode today with myself and lucas all the way from salar rugby and cxsports.io if you are a sports fan you love rugby but you can see that your sports amateur teams are struggling then I highly recommend you send them over to CX Sports so you can see how they are revolutionizing the way amateur teams run. So if you want to learn more about CX Sports and Lucas and his journey, then go to cxsports.io, cxsports.io. You'll be able to learn about how this agency helps with sponsorship, TV syndication, digital monetization, tokenization, SEO, and so much more. So in that end, I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you again for listening. And also a big shout out to Lucas at CX Sports for an incredible episode. You've um, you've sparked interest for me in my sports and um, I love watching rugby. So thank you again, Lucas, and uh, a big shout out to Dom and the team at Sala Rugby too.